You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. If you are a photographer, this episode is for you. We know a huge portion of our audience is photographers because, well, duh, that's where we started too. And without a doubt, one of the biggest questions we get asked is how to get candid images of our clients. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to guess what you're probably struggling with. You get to a shoot, your clients feel mega awkward, and that awkwardness seems to be coming through all the images you're taking, right? The photos you're taking feel dull and lifeless, and you literally don't know how for the life of yourself to get your clients to loosen up, feel comfortable, and get those drool-worthy images full of passion, life, and laughter you've been craving, right? Did I get close to describing how you're feeling? Okay, cool, because this episode is literally going to answer that problem for you, my friend. So if you want to know how we get movement-based images where our clients don't look like department store mannequins, if you want to know the strategies behind what we do to make them feel comfortable before we ever touch our camera, then buckle up because this episode is going to be good, my friend. And now before we let you get to the episode, I have to tell you guys something so freaking exciting. Evie and I are hosting a five-day Lightroom editing challenge. <gasps> Okay, that was me trying to be a nerd and be excited. Okay, anyways, you get the point. We're going to be diving into the nitty gritty on how we use Lightroom to edit our photos, how we import, pull, back up our photos, navigate Lightroom, literally the whole nine yards. And honestly, this is the first time we've ever taught a free training on editing before. So if you've ever wanted to learn how to edit from us, ooh, now is the time <laughs> to sign up for our Lightroom editing challenge. You can go to theheartuniversity.com slash challenge. That is theheartuniversity.com slash challenge. And let's get our editing on. Okay, now back to posing. Let's teach you how to get those wildly candid and carefree poses out of your clients. Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm so pumped for today's episode. This is one of my favorite topics, and I think this is going to be a pretty fun conversation. So honestly, Lindsay and I personally believe and strongly believe that a huge part of a photographer's job is learning how to draw natural emotion out of your client. So honestly, if that's not happening, you're likely missing a key element to your shoots. And we've all been there before, but the good news is that we don't have to be. There are a bunch of steps that we as photographers can take to ensure that our clients are feeling comfortable and having fun. And you know what happens when our clients become comfortable enough to be themselves? Natural emotion, you know, candid, mm. unposed photos, pure awesomeness. Like that's what comes out of helping your clients be themselves, embrace their personality, their, their, love story, their whatever it looks like, embracing their uniqueness. It yeah. just, it draws out so much fire. So 
We are going to talk today about a few tips that photographers can begin to implement and work on to ensure that your clients are feeling comfortable and relaxed during their session with you, which will lead to a magical, beautiful, natural emotion in your images. Yes. All right. So we're going to go over five tips today. Today, I sound so professional. Um, (laughs) And so tip number one, the first thing to do is to change your mindset to treat your clients like a best friend versus a vendor. So Mm. this starts, I mean, it it saturates every aspect. It saturates your website, your email communication, and then actually how you interact. Obviously, when you arrive on the session or even a wedding day, if you're talking about a wedding. Um, But changing that viewpoint to not view them or not have them view you like a hired vendor that's like a professional. I mean, yes, you are a professional, but we intentionally treat our clients like lifelong best friends because truly Mm -hmm. we want to be really good friends with our clients because the more that we can feel like genuine best friends and just genuine friends in general, the more that they're going to be able to loosen up and relax enough to actually get those candid emotions. So Mm -hmm. on a shoot, we both personally get to know our clients as much as we can before we ever stick a camera in their face. Like before we ever touch our camera, even we sit there and we ask them like, Hey, how did you guys fall in love? Obviously this is for a couple. If you're a senior photographer, same thing. What's your favorite hobby? What's your favorite subject in high school? Like obviously apply this to any, any type of photography that you do. But I ask them, like if, if, uh, they're proposed or if this is an engagement session, I usually ask, Hey, how did you propose? Um, I ask them what they love to do together. I ask them what their favorite TV show is. So we can likely bond over our mutual love for all things Grey's Anatomy. Like <laughs> it's, it's just breaking down that professional barrier and it's just getting to know them like human beings. Like if you yeah. do that in email and before you even pick up your camera on the day of the shoot, it's going to go so much farther so much farther. (laughs) I can't talk. It's going to go so much farther to just even doing and making those images more candid because they're going to be more comfortable with you. Well, I also want to throw in there that I think it's really important. Not only does pursuing like a friendship and connection with your clients put them at ease, but it also creates a lot of like inspiration for you as the creator and as the artist. So Getting to know them and building that friendship and connection releases you to really just do your best work because you're also comfortable. You've also done the work ahead of time and on, you know, the session or whatever to ensure that there's a connection going all directions, that everyone is comfortable. Everyone is feeling happy and excited and inspired. So it's not just for your clients to like make sure they feel comfortable. I also think it really impacts you as the photographer to really just like get that inspiration, get that energy and get that creativity flowing in your veins. So it it goes all directions. And I think another tip within this tip of treating them like your best friend, I kind of talked about the session and I kind of said a little bit of email, but specifically when emailing clients who are inquiring about my work, and I know Evie, you do the same, we maintain professionalism. And I think you can maintain professionalism by like, answering them like within 24 hours, photographers who are waiting a week to respond to clients. I'm talking to you, um, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. maintain professionalism and the excellence of how you do things. But more importantly, express yourself to them as a friend via email. Like don't be afraid to show your personality in emails. So that way, when they meet you in person, like for me, I'm the same goofy free spirited gal who was corresponding with them via online email. And it's not like I was trying to 
sounds super professional and posh, not even posh, just like corporate (laughs) in email. And then I get in person and act like I do with most human beings. Like a psycho. (laughs) Like I'm like, like I want that element of my personality to come through via email before they ever, ever meet me. Yeah, I think it's just really important in everything that you do to try to tear down that wall of robotic professionalism between you and your clients. Um, That doesn't mean that you're tearing down professionalism. That means you're tearing down robotic, like unnatural, stiff professionalism, which honestly, in my mind, kind of needs to leave most of the business professional world in general, but especially like the creative entrepreneur world. Um, Focus on, on really creating connections with your clients. And when they connect with you, they will be relaxed. When you connect with them, you will be inspired and feel relaxed and it will show in those final photos. So don't ever neglect focusing on that connection before you ever even begin to touch your camera. Mm, So good. So good. All right. Well, tip number two is going to be get to know them before the shoot. So this honestly is kind of like a, a twin point to point number one of treating them like a best friend. So create almost like a a full day experience on your session or shoot with them. You know, grab coffee or appetizers or drinks or something beforehand, or, you know, bring drinks or food to the shoot location, especially if it's somewhere a little bit more rural, just create some space, intentional space and time before your session to really get to know them, ask them even more about their story and about them, even if they are, you know, already answered a bunch of questions in emails and you kind of know stuff like something that I'll ask on sessions and couple sessions when I walk up, I'll be like, okay, so I remember that you guys said in your email that you met you know in college. So what were your first impressions of each other or something and be like, okay, Sarah, I heard your perspective of the story, but Jason, tell me, you know, what was your perspective? What did you first think when you saw her? Because I mean, hello, she's gorgeous. You know, things like that, where I just ask them follow up questions where I can really see them interact with each other and tell their story and hear their different sides and different perspectives, just getting to know them. And I think it's really important at this point, what you're really trying to do is build that trust and respect and relationship between all parties involved and just help everyone understand, you know, expectations and and what's going to happen and build a friendship before you begin to shove a camera in their face. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right along with that, don't pull your, like basically what we're saying is invest time and effort into getting to know your clients before you ever touch your camera, before you ever pull it out of your camera bag. When you meet up at the location, talk first, help them relax and shake off those nerves before you just shove a big black box in their face and ask them to (laughs) act natural. Like that's not natural, especially if you're a a stranger. And even if you've talked like casually as friends over email, you still need to give that effort right away to let them know that you are a trusted friend because the more that they trust you, the more that they can relax and let their guard down, that's when you're going to get fun, loosey-goosey, wild, carefree, candid images. If they're feeling any ounce of anxiety or any ounce of just not feeling natural, you're going to see that reflected in the photos. Um, And I think it's important that the first two tips that we're talking about, like you haven't even touched your camera yet. We are not even to the technical shoot yet. And I think that just goes to show that so much, I think 
of of candid imagery and of movement based like natural poses happens in the work that goes before you ever touch your camera. So many people are like, well, okay, what poses do I give them? Well, you can give them a wild, crazy pose, but if you haven't prepped them beforehand to like show, like let, let them be comfortable with you or let them know what to expect with the entire vibe of the shoot, then they're going to look at you with crazy eyes if you tell them to like run in a circle and jump around or whatever. Like, (laughs) like they're going to look at you like you're crazy. And so this, this stuff that we have, that we're teaching you to do beforehand of treating them like best friends and getting to know them and asking them about their story, that's all going to facilitate into natural emotion. You're doing the work beforehand. Well, I think I also want to add to that. I think it's also really important as the photographer and essentially the storyteller to recognize their unique story, to get to know that before you're trying to capture it. Because not every couple is the wild, goofy, silly, you know, crazy, wants to jump around and exchange piggyback rides. You know, some couples are a lot more chill and relaxed and they just want to hold hands and walk around this beautiful mountain and, you know, whatever. Like, obviously, that's very my, you know, outdoor adventurous style, Lindsay's too. But just getting to know, you know, their story and recognizing, hey, you know, maybe, and this also goes before the shoot, maybe you want to do a session at their high school football field, you know, under and around the bleachers, because that's where they had their first kiss. And he first told her that he loved her. And, you know, things like that, just thinking of getting to know their story, because it is 100% unique, and it is Mm -hmm. theirs, and you get to tell that. And, and, putting in that energy and investment ahead of time to really understand them and their story. And then that will give you so much inspiration and fire in your creation and, and your creating to be able to pull that out. So it's it's not just helping them to feel comfortable and feel relaxed and, you know, expect you to be crazy, but it also helps you to know how to properly tell their story. So it's it kind of goes always But I think it's just so important to give that time and that focus before you ever even reach into your camera bag. I actually want to go off on a slight little tangent that you just triggered me because I think as photographers, especially with social media, especially with Instagram in particular, the whole entire reason, not, I mean, I I think a huge reason we think we want candid, fun-loving images is because we see them from other photographers on the ground. Right. And so when you're trying to force somebody to do like piggyback rides or to do something that maybe isn't authentic to them, maybe if they're more of a calmer, sweeter, quieter couple and that's their story and you're trying to force them to do something else because of what your personal vision is or because you want to look cool on the gram because you want to get over 100 likes on Instagram like that needs to die because yes, like you are serving your client and they are what matter. Like it's their story. and. While yes, like you have a business to run, you want to do good, you want to excel, you want to have good photos to put out for marketing. It's not about you, it's about them. And so even what Evie said about like using their story, that's why getting to know them like a best friend, getting to know how they, where was their first kiss? If it was under the bleachers at school, okay, maybe do it there, even though that's maybe not the most aesthetic place, like in a mountain, right? Like that's what's going to do good on Instagram. But like, if it's under the bleachers, like that's specific to them. Like yeah. do their story justice. Don't do your Instagram story justice. Ooh. Amen. That was good. All right. I just had to go off for a little <laughs> tiny tangent. 
Yes. I think it's really important. I was having a good conversation with a friend about this a few months ago, and she was just talking another photographer about how she's really begun to reevaluate her approach to posing, to interacting with couples, um, even her approach to wedding days of you know, we were just having a conversation. She's like, you know, I always focused on, you know, the edit, the, the, the photos that would do well in like a publication and, you know, would do well on Instagram that were just picture perfect. And she's like, but I actually started going back and going through all of my galleries and looking at the photos that my couples had liked and favorited. And she's like, I was so shocked that 95% of the photos that my couples actually liked and favorited were the ones that I would consider not perfect, like the not pleasing ones, the ones that, you know, were them walking in, talking with their family in the middle of a really messy like room, hugging her grandma. And it wasn't like what she would consider a photo worthy photo. She's like, but it was the the moments that were unposed and, and just natural to their couple and really told something personal to the couple. And so she's like, I've started to kind of get out of my head of like, it needs to be publication worthy or Instagram worthy and just started paying attention to my shoots and my weddings from the perspective of what's important to my couple only. And, you know, making sure we get a few nice photos that they can hang up on their wall and stuff too. But it was just really interesting. It kind of really challenged me in, in a good way. And I think a lot of photographers, it's very easy to consistently fall back into that mindset of, oh, publication worthy. Oh, Instagram worthy. Oh, viral worthy. But that's not what this is about. This is about your clients. This isn't about you. So, so uh, good. kind of adding on to that tangent. But I think it's really important to, to focus on telling your client's story and their day and their experience from their perspective and not from an Instagram lens or whatever. Yeah. And obviously every time we say couple, we just know that we're talking to all photographers like this can apply to oh, a senior yeah, or a family <laughs> or a new, maybe not a newborn because we're talking about posing and that's you, you newborns another ball game. I won't even touch that anyways. Okay. But I've, I mean, okay. But I also want to say, I do think it, it building that connection with the parents even Okay, that's true. That's very true. I feel like I feel like a lot of this still applies to pretty much any different type of photography, like building yeah. that connection, getting to know them, what's important to them. Like I just meant like you, you're not going to tell a newborn. Okay, now go <laughs> <laughs> now do a piggyback ride, right? <laughs> yes. Anyways, okay. Tip number three. Moving on. Think like a director. So I know we're talking to photographers, and we often, well, always we shoot in images. We don't shoot video, but I think whenever we get on a session or a wedding day, I always like to think at like, literally, like I said, like a director, I like to think that I'm giving them prompts and movement and I'm pretending that I'm videoing it. Because if I'm videoing it, then I'm not going to give them static poses like, okay, shoot here, click. Okay, now turn your shoulder, click. Like if you were videoing that, that would not look good. You would want fluid movement that's, that's like, moving. And so I even just that mindset shift when I go on a yeah. on a shoot or a wedding day helps me so much in thinking like a movie director or a videographer even though you're a photographer because movement is key here and it's just it's just like the little in between moments that are typically the most natural and authentic so giving yeah. them a prompt to do that's movement based will help you get a snapshot of that fluid yeah. movement that would look normal if you were videoing it. Yeah. I think it's it's important to focus on creating a space with your clients that allows them to naturally 
interact with each other, their environment, whatever that looks like. Um, and not trying to kind of stuff them into a box with like a specific pose. So switching your mindset from poses to actions is honestly such a major game changer and it really helps your work come to life. You know, for example, these are some couple pose examples that Lindsay and I like to do that are more direction oriented instead of posing. Um, so, you know, run towards or away from me, either one bumping hips and falling into each other or whisper your favorite sandwich ingredient in their ear in your sexiest voice possible. Um, Or take any static pose that, you know, you might be giving them like hug or, you know, stand hand in hand facing me, like whatever, and just add movement to it by having them rock it back and forth by having her, you know, move her dress, um, having, you know, if they're standing you know, hand in hand facing you have them like slowly like rock back and forth and bump hips into each other, like just adding a little bit of movement to even like your static poses is so helpful to create that, that energy that you're looking for. Yeah, when I want to even like, I think it's helpful to know, like, when in order to get candid images, you have to give them a, a direction that results in them candidly doing something. Yeah. Like if you just say, and it's 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 how you craft your words also, because if you just say, hold hands and walk toward me, then that, depending on, I mean, maybe if the couple naturally is like good in front of the camera and they know how to move like that, sure. But if you have a normal client who's never done this before and never done a photo shoot before, they're going to walk like, nor- like, it's weird because you almost have to direct them in a way that it doesn't look natural maybe in the moment, but it looks natural on camera, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, because if you just held hands and walked toward me, okay, then that might look kind of boring in a snapshot. But if you like add stiff. words like bumping hips or walking on a tightrope so that their legs are in front of each other so their hips look flattering, like something that I do when I say walk towards me is I say alternate, like to like go apart, like so stretch your, still hold hands, but stretch your hands out apart and then like crash together, bumping your shoulders or your hips. So then Mm -hmm. when I'm taking photos, any aspect of that movement of going out and in and out and in like that is beautiful because I'm capturing a moment that looks effervescent. Is effervescent the word (laughs) I meant to say? Effervescent. It it, it applies. So (laughs) I think, yeah, I think it's kind of important to realize that very often, unless your couple or, or client is already really comfortable in front of the camera, you're just giving them extra space to... You're almost you're almost asking them to go above and beyond to like break that ceiling of discomfort that a lot of clients feel. And that allows them then the freedom and the space to actually interact and move the way they naturally would. So even, you know, having them walk towards you a, a lot of something that I'll tell my couples or my clients is flirt with each other while bumping hips. And that just it it gives them that permission to, you know, actually interact with each other in a way that they probably naturally would be doing if I wasn't standing there awkwardly freezing their photos in time. So (laughs) I think that's that's really helpful to keep in mind is just think like a director and give them a lot of movement and and focus on breaking that ceiling of discomfort that they might be feeling. Does Instagram scare the heck out of you? Feeling like you're always struggling to save time on the good old gram while also creating flawless branded professional content for it? 
We feel you. We have made a special little something just for you. We created a PDF with our top five apps we use in conjunction with Instagram to create smooth, professional content while saving us time and energy. This is a list compiled after years of using Instagram and searching for all the secret pro tools to make our jobs easier. If you've ever wondered, how the heck did she do this? Or how did she make that? It's probably answered by one of these apps. There are little secret sauce to spicing up your Instagram. We use these apps daily, and they've absolutely changed the game for us. So if you're ready to uplevel your Instagram and create pro content with just a few clicks, we got you. Head on over to www.theheartuniversity.com apps, and let's uplevel that Instagame. That's A-P-P-S, y'all. Hey, Heart Fam, we had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka-ching sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, (laughs) HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Okay, and before we move on to the next point, I kind of want to piggyback just telling a story. I tell this story sometimes at workshops. Um, and it's I think it's helpful to know that like, I think people like sometimes look at us, me, Evie, like, like, oh, you never get awkward clients or you never get clients that don't know how to move. And it's like, no, we just do our job well. I'm that, okay, that sounded pompous, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, that was that, funny. <laughs> uh, but I want to tell this story because this couple made me work my butt off to do my job well. Like, you don't remember how tough your job is until you get a client that doesn't want to be there. So I had a couple session. And like we said in the points before, I sat down with them to talk with them to get to know their story. And the entire time the guy like literally was turned away. Like, and I intentionally was trying to chat him up because I, I could feel the energy of him like not wanting to be there. And he literally told me, he was like, hey, just so you know, like this is like pulling teeth for me. Like, I'd rather go to the dentist. Um, and and so when people are like, hey, what do you do when you have an awkward client? Or not even an awkward client, just somebody that like isn't going to naturally effervescently like do the movements, obviously, that that you want to do. Um, I just shot it to him straight. I was like, hey, I 
understand. Like, I get it. This is like not the most enjoyable thing for every single human on the planet. Some people love it. Some people don't. And if that's you, I totally respect that. And he was like, I'll do what you tell me to do because I love my wife and I want to give her good photos, but like, I don't want to be here. Like point blank. And I was like, I respect you. The fact that you told me that. So like, thank you. Um, and I told him, I was like, Hey, I'm going to make it as fast. Like, cause in that situation, you have to do what the client, like the client comes first in any situation. Um, and making them feel as comfortable as possible. And if they're naturally in a situation where they don't feel comfortable, then I'm going to try to make the session as fast as possible to get what I need to make her happy and him because he's paying money, (laughs) which he literally told me, but, um, just doing it in a way that serves the client best. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to require a little bit of movement from you, but I'm going to make it as fast as possible so we can get in and get out, get you, your wife, what she, what she deserves and what she wants um, and why she hired me and make you happy so you don't have to do it a long time. And I just, I just was point blank with him. Um, but it made me a really good photographer because he literally did exactly what I told him to. So if I said, walk toward me on the beach, like I just said, it was literally just like, literally like, a, like a person walking with no emotion straight, like a robot walking on like the a beach. zombie walk. <laughs> well, not even a zombie walk. Cause that's like arms out. Like what? Okay. You get it. <laughs> but so it, it made me such a good photographer because I had to sit there and I, with my words and with how I gave them movement based on like my direction, I had to literally say, okay, now hold hands, walk towards me, but I want you guys to fumble a little bit, like, and be a little topsy turvy. And then, like I said, the example of like, move out and then move in and like fall into each other. Don't look at me, look at each other, look at the horizon, look around. Like I had to be so, so, so specific because he was literally doing exactly what I said. And so I think that's a really great example. Also, the photos turned out great. You would never know. (laughs) Um, So I really have no idea. They're awesome he really made me work for my job. And I really appreciated them because I was like, Hey, I became a better photographer that day because I didn't just have like an easy client that like was going to just naturally do what I wanted them to do. Um, and so I think that's a really great example of if you have a quote unquote awkward client, then it's on you. It is absolutely on you to bring the energy, to bring that direction and think like a director and give them those poses and those directions that really facilitate natural movement. So that's, that's on you. I just wanted to share that story because I think it's a really a fun story. And if I showed you the gallery, you would literally never know. It's just our our little secret. (laughs) It's our little secret. (laughs) I love it. That story is always a favorite. So amen. Preach it. Moving on to tip number four, play music. Oh my gosh. I cannot, cannot talk about this one enough. Lindsay, I know you're also wildly passionate about this one. Yep. Playing music literally enhances the mood so, so, so much. It eliminates the dead space. It crafts the feeling and the mood of the session. And not only does this often help loosen your clients up, but it like oftentimes also helps them melt into each other and completely forget that I'm there, which honestly to me is always the goal of every session. I never want to be the awkward person who's just making their whole experience in life uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, But I want you to kind of think of like, have you ever been over at like a friend's house or a dinner party or something where it was so quiet that it was just uncomfortable that you were just like, I wish there was something going on in the background that would just eliminate this awkward space. Like I can hear myself breathing. Like it's just like that awkward, like discomfort. That's so often why like a good hostess or a good host or whatever will 
play like some light background mood music because it really does set a mood. It eliminates the dead space. It puts people at ease and it allows people space to breathe without thinking that somebody else is like right there listening to every single intake of breath. Well, and if there's there's no music playing and it's quiet outside, like if you're in the mountains or in a field or somewhere rural, then literally all they're hearing is the click of the shutter. And then, and then if there's ever a point in time where maybe your SD card is slow or you're just not shooting as much, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, we're doing something wrong. She's not taking as many photos. Like it's just like hyper awareness of everything if there's not that background music playing. So yeah, fully agree. Play music. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, for... Uh, for upbeat adventurous sessions, like I'll typically play like a really fun, energetic playlist or for more intimate in home sessions or something like that. I'll try to play more intimate, soft music to kind of enhance that intimacy that I'm trying to draw out of a client. Like another example I want you to think of, maybe this was just me. Honestly, this may have just been me, but I really don't think so. Cause I think I've seen a meme about it, but did anyone else when they were growing up, used to listen to music and imagine yourself like in a music video like or or like in a movie or something with that like soundtrack going on behind you literally every day of my life (laughs) same (laughs) oh my gosh I I would often make you know like the office I would make cuts away to the invisible camera yes like for doing my life was a movie I feel like that might just be us I feel like we're narcissistic (sighs) well I feel like I mean, very possibly. I think we're also both very dramatic and very like... And in theater. We we both grew up in theater. And so we loved like the stage. But I literally, I had the, I had and still kind of have the most active imagination ever. I like, I love just imagining life and I, especially when I was little. Um, and I would like, I would have these songs that I would just like, literally, I would sit down I would turn on the like the sound, song and I would imagine out all of these like movie scenes, music videos, like whatever. I would just close my eyes, listen to the music and imagine myself as like the main character. <laughs> so I really I does relate to that on a spiritual <laughs> level. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm telling all my secrets today. Anyways, the reason I brought that example up is because I feel like I'm not the only person and Lindsay and I are not the only people <laughs> who have done that or felt that. When you think of music relating to yourself, like kind of that scenario, or maybe just even driving in the car. And if you put on like a really hype, upbeat, like pop song or like a really slow, like maybe sad breakup song, it affects your mood. It really, it, it really changes your perspective on what's going on around you, your mood, what you're feeling, like a happy upbeat pop song might make you want to like smile and kind of like wiggle, a really sad breakup song might make you like frown, like it literally does change your mood and therefore your actions. So m- playing music is not just filling dead space, it literally changes and sets the tone of the session. So do not underestimate music. I the number of photographers that I've talked to, um, done mentor sessions with coaching sessions with and been like, you need to play music and shown them or given them a playlist or watched them shoot and played music behind them or whatever. They literally walk away and they're like, that was night and day difference when I play music. And when I don't, I had no idea it could change it that much. So this is not this is not a casual statement. If you are not playing music at your sessions, you need to change that right now. And not even sessions. I literally had always played music at my sessions, but never thought about doing it on a wedding day. And I one time had a wedding party 
who the I think I was shooting the bridesmaids and the groom was like, play Beyonce. And I was like, oh. And so I literally started playing music. I played like single ladies, which is ironic, but it's funny. Um, I played single ladies while I was shooting the bridesmaids and literally night and day different. And then I did the same thing for the dudes. I was like, what's your guys' favorite song? And I pulled it up. And even that was a night and day difference. So this is, goes beyond just a session. It can also apply to wedding days too. It literally just music yes. makes the world go round. <laughs> yes. Awesome. All right. Lastly, tip number five. One of the most important, I mean, I, I think every point that we've said so far has been very important, but this one's a big one. So tip number five, mm-hmm. give positive affirmation. We yep. cannot reiterate that enough. People love yep. to be praised. So take time during your session to let your client know how amazing they're doing. Even, yeah. listen, even if they're not doing that well. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, because like, think about any time that you might have been in front of the camera. If you, if your photographer is silent or just being like, okay, do this. All right. Awesome. Do this. Like you're going to self doubt yourself, self doubt yourself. That doesn't make sense. You're going to doubt yourself so much. You're going to second guess everything that you're doing. You're going to feel awkward. But if your client is sitting there, not your client, if your photographer is sitting there and they're sitting there screaming like, yes. Oh, I love that. Oh wait, do that again. That was so good. You're going to like, it's like a, it's like a hype woman, right? Or a hype man if you're a dude photographer, but like you need that pump up to feel good, to look good. And that's going to help you be more effortless in front of the camera. So back from the photographer side, we need to sit there and consistently encourage our clients like consistently. And when I say, even if they're not doing well, an example is say you give them a prompt and it's, it's just run towards me, uh, bumming hips, right? Say they did that and it was awful and you know, it's awful. The camera knows it's awful. Don't let them know it was awful. (laughs) Like if, if you did that, be like, oh my gosh, that was perfect. Thank you guys so much. I'm, I have, can I have you do that again just so I can get a different angle? That was perfect. Do it one more time and maybe this time and then like maybe give it like a slightly different direction to yeah. have them do it a little bit differently. But you know, it's to do it in the way that maybe you ideally want. Um, yeah. And not that every time somebody does something, it's awkward, but uh, don't sit there and be like, ooh, can we do that again? <laughs> be like, like, ooh, I actually didn't like that one. Maybe right. we should try like there's, Literally what Lindsay said. There's a way, like what yeah. I typically say to my couples is I'm like, oh my gosh, so good. You guys are so freaking cute. I can't. Okay, could you try maybe like, let's try that one more time. But this time I think I'm gonna try to get a little bit of a different angle. And I would love, ooh, what if we did like, and I just give them like an adjustment. And and for them, they're not sitting there like, oh, we failed. They're like, Evie's thinking, like she's getting creative. She's so excited. This is so much yeah. fun. Like she's loving this. Like it's, I, I don't, don't hesitate to ask your clients to adjust if necessary, but don't be like, yeah, that was really bad. Like the only time I will, like the only time I'll be funny about it and like be like, oh no, not like that. Or so if I know if I'm either really good friends at this point with the client, or I know that their personality is one that like, like likes to riff a little bit yeah, and then like yeah. has that more rough personality, then in order again, to be their best friend and actually facilitate a friendship, I'll be like, nope, that was wrong. Like, but that's, I only do that with like people that are like, what's yeah. the word I'm trying to think of like relatable with me. 
Like I don't do that. To they, they have like the dry sense of humor, like right. a little sarcastic. They're, they'll relate and respond well to that. Yeah. But I think it's also important to realize, I think most of the time, I think you're the same Lindsay, but most of the time when like, cause I totally do the same thing. But if I do say something like that, it's typically me laughing at myself for the way that I post or directed them. It's yeah. not me yeah. being like, you sucked with my directions. It's me being like, Oh nope, that did hang on. Let me try to rephrase how I want you to do this. That was yeah. totally on me. Like something like Literally. that where it's like, I'm not being like, yeah, you guys are the problem here. Like, you never <laughs> want your client to feel that way. Uh, fully agreed. Fully agreed. Because I think it's yeah. funny. Also, it relate. It makes you more human and relatable, yeah. which again makes them loosen up. If you are willing to admit your failure and be like, "Ooh, that was the wrong direction. Let me rephrase." Yeah. Exactly. It's, ah. I think it's also just just read your couple, read what they're comfortable with. If they're already feeling nervous and a little bit maybe more like reserved, don't be like, oh yeah, that that one really flopped or something. Like, yeah, read your read your couple. I'm naturally a very like sarcastic. Like, I love banter. I love like going back and forth, like ribbing on each other. That's that's just. I grew up with two brothers. I love those types of conversations. So if I, you know, I typically even might do that a little bit more with the guy because typically guys have a little bit more of that like banter humor type of thing. So I'll be like, "Yo, dude, what you doing? Where are your hands? Why aren't they all over your woman? Come on, that's your wife, man. Let me see that. You know, something like that. That's like he's gonna respond well to that instead of like, "Hey, um, so John, um." I love this. This looks great. Would you maybe uh, try holding her a little closer? Like, I'm going to naturally be like, hold your woman, dude. Like, rub hands all over her. Come on. Like, you know, something like that. That's like, I can, I can tell the guy might respond to that a little bit better. Like, so those are just conversations on like, you can still affirm him and be like, yeah, that's your wife. Love her. Like, grab her up tight. I don't know. Maybe it's just a side tangent, but <laughs> read your couples and, and or, or your clients and interact with them in a way that you can tell they're going to receive and respond to well. Yes. Well, that's our five tips. I hope those were helpful. I'm going to repeat them and just refresh them for you just so you leave this episode feeling refreshed and have a memory of everything that we talked about. So tip number one was treat them like your best friend that goes from your website to email communication to actually in person. It's just kind of changing the entire vibe of how you talk to them and how you treat them. Number two was get to know them before the shoot. So before you ever pick up your camera, make sure to ask them questions, get to know their story, get to know how they met or get to know what their favorite subject is in school, if they're a senior or whatever, get to know them before you touch your camera. Don't just go straight into the shoot. Tip number three was to think like a director, give them movement-based poses and pretend that you're videoing them. Don't pretend that you're taking photos, even though you are, it'll help you give them more fluid movement that leads to natural poses and natural photos. Tip number four, play music. It enhances the mood so, so much. It just makes everything less awkward and more life-giving uh, and it helps set the tone as well. So play music. And then tip number five, give them positive affirmation. Consistently compliment the crap out of them. Tell them they're doing well. Give them encouragement. Let them feel secure and comfortable in front of your lens and make them feel like a rock star ultimately by giving them positive affirmation. And I guess, I guess overall strive to tell their unique story because it's about them, not you try out these tips and see how your photos change. And if you try out these tips and see how your photos change, tag the heart university and us at, we, Evie can talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> tag, us, <laughs> tag us in your, in your photos in like 
post them online, tag us in your feed or in your story. We would love to see how this episode maybe impacted your photos and made them hopefully better. Yeah. If you want to tag us online, uh, my Instagram is at evirup. Lindsay's is at Mrs. Lindsay Roman and our education company podcast page, all that goodness is at the heart university. So feel free to tag us. We are so excited to see how you begin to implement these tools and strategies and tips into your sessions and with your clients. We would love to hear that feedback from you on what kind of difference this makes. See some like before and after photos of like what you were getting with clients before and what you're getting now, any of that good stuff. We just love seeing it in action. So if you want to share that with us, we would love that. And in the meantime, we are cheering you on. We cannot wait to see you kick butt and we will see you on the next episode.